is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Jacqueline, super excited to be back for another episode. There's been lots of changes, lots of moving pieces in our lives right now. Good things, actually really good things. Um, But basically, we've been in California for, I think it's been about two months now, um, and we love it here. I I can't believe it. Like I, we, from the moment we got here, it just felt right. And it felt like this is what we've been looking for, like a place where we can walk to a coffee shop or we can, you know, go out to dinner, walk to go somewhere and go out to dinner or a place where we can easily ride our bikes um, and and where people are pretty chill, <laughs> not like uptight, not rude. Um, and we have found it here. And it's, it's crazy because uh, I never imagined <laughs> wanting to be in California. And maybe that's not true. We actually, we did do a road trip back in end of 2018, beginning of 2019. And we spent most of our time in California because we just loved it. We were kind of playing it by ear, booking things as we were going along on our road trip. And we did really like it here. I guess I never thought that this was a possibility of coming back and staying here long-term. But yeah, we've been here for two months, staying at Airbnbs um, and just spending a lot of time outside. I think as someone who grew up in the Midwest, (laughs) like grew up in Chicago, dealt with harsh winters and shoveling and, you know, scraping your car or not having a parking spot because there is snow (laughs) um, on the street. And, you know, it's just, as someone who grew up with that, and then also I know that this is the really hard time of winter because it just kind of lingers and you're ready for it to be spring. You're ready for it to, you know, be warmer weather and it's just kind of lingering. So if you're in that, I get that and it sucks and I'm sorry. But I think that that was, for me, that was like the pain. I always talk about pain and pleasure as the thing to motivate you to make change. Experiencing that pain last year, it was so painful. And I knew that I needed to do something to change. I could not experience that pain again. It was so physically and mentally, emotionally so hard for me last winter, which is, I guess, why I'm here in California. But I guess the big news is we've decided to make this a longer term stay. Um, You know, when we started this road trip, we did not know if, you know, how Jameson would be doing. And we've been gone since mid-October. And she's actually getting up right now, walking around. Our 16-year-old pup, has been doing great. She's been doing fine. It has surprised us. I do not want to lose my dog, but um, yeah, this has been a surprise of how long she has been here. And it has been kind of hard moving every month or like looking for not just pet friendly, pet friendly places to stay, but like a place where she does not have to go up steps, right? So everywhere we've stayed, it has to be on the ground level. Not just that, but it has to have like an easy access um, to the outside. So we can't stay in a giant apartment complex where you have to walk down a hallway because my dog is 16 and she's not going to make it down that hallway um, without having an accident. So it's been hard kind of finding these places. And so we're here in California. Paul went for a walk one day and saw a sign for a um, an apartment for rent. And it has exactly what we're looking for. It's on the ground level. Um, 
easy access to outdoor space in an area that we like where we can we can go to a coffee shop or we can go to dinner or we can ride our bikes and we put in an application and we got this apartment so we are literally moving to california so again crazy this i don't know i don't know how long we thought we were going to travel when we left in october but we knew that we were going to be traveling for a while i don't think that securing a 12-month lease was anything on our mind. And truthfully, I don't think that we thought California was ever going to be, um, we just thought it was going to be way too expensive for us to be here. And it is, it is expensive to live here, but we've just downsized a lot. We've gone from a four-bedroom house into Chicago, in, in Chicago to a one-bedroom here in, in California. And I think that learning to live with less has actually been really good for my anxiety, for my overwhelm. I have fewer things that I need to keep track of. I have fewer things that like clutter my mind or my space. Um, and so, yeah, living with less has actually been really, really good for me, which kind of brings me to the the topic for today's podcast that I like wanted to make. And that is like the things that I've done to actually help my depression. And I really do think I was thinking about this the other day. I was actually, (laughs) I was on my bike outside in the morning. I've been able to ride my bike to the gym, just, just something I love. I hate driving to the gym. It makes me so sad, um, to be in my car and drive, but riding my bike to the gym. Um, and I was just like, I can't believe this is my life. Like I love this so much and I don't think that I have felt this happy in a long time, if ever. I feel like I kind of like, I'm, I was like, here are the things that I don't like about what's happening in my life a year ago. Here are the changes that I want and what I'm looking for. And I have created that life. And it's, it's just crazy to me because I was really, really struggling a year ago, but I really do feel like the number one thing that I have done to help my depression is move. Um, and I was thinking more about this and I was like, well, how do I actually make a podcast episode about that? Cause I know that that isn't feasible for everyone. Um, I was like, how do I, how do I actually make this relatable? But I think that, and I'm going to get into that, but I think, um, for me, moving states, moving from Illinois to California, like a big move like that was something that was just so powerful for what I was struggling with. Um, I have this definition of depression that I read in a CBT book back in 2020. And I have I actually have a, a little screenshot on my phone. So it's from July 9th, 2020, that I wrote down these notes from this book. But basically, the CBT book described or defined depression as a negative view of yourself, the world, and your future. And that really made sense to me. So it's not just like feeling like I feel sad. It's like you feel like nothing is ever going to change. You feel like you're stuck and you're kind of helpless. And this is just how it is. I think the part of like like your future, like you don't see a way out, um, that really struck me. And in the book, they suggested that the antidote to depression is actually to develop a daily schedule, a daily activity schedule to keep you busy, which I think that is something I have definitely done over the last three years. Um, 
develop a daily activity schedule to keep you busy and inter- interrupt your depression thinking, right? So like, cool, if you're doing things, you're not going to fall into this like depression thingy, but the big part and help you overcome feelings of helplessness. I think that me developing a really, really strong morning routine, incorporating exercise into my morning and throughout my day, like, so right, my little, my daily activity schedule, that has helped me interrupt my depressive thinking, but also helped me overcome feelings of helplessness. Because if I can be someone that can create structure to my morning, as someone who's always struggled getting myself to do things, I became someone who has a daily schedule who wakes up super freaking early (laughs) and goes and works out, right? I did this in 2021 and 2022. I was waking up at goodness, sometimes 4.50 a.m. to make it to a 5.15 or 5.25 a.m. class. As someone who struggles with morning, like I overcame the the feeling of helplessness. I like, kind of proved to myself, like I can figure these things out. I can be someone who has a say over what's happening in my life now and also building that future for myself. So that kind of, to bring it back to like, move, like moving states, moving from Illinois to California, that big move that has definitely helped my depression. But I also think that like the like actual movement, movement in my day, being a person who exercises daily, being a person who moves their body every single freaking day has helped me overcome feelings of helplessness. I have moved from being a victim, being someone who felt like they had no control over their life or their future to being a hero and not like, oh, I'm heroic, but rather I am someone who can overcome challenges like that, that definition of a hero. Um, I want to recommend a book to you. Um, It is by Donald Miller. Um, It is called Hero on a Mission. And maybe even just the first part of the book. That was the book that really struck me. But Donald Miller talks about we all have like we all have these four people <laughs> that we play in our lives. We play the victim where we feel very helpless. Um, we also play the villain where we're just a jerk to ourselves. But if we can move from being a victim to being a hero, like overcoming these challenges, then we can move to be the guide. And the guide reaches back and helps other people out. They help people go from being a victim to being a hero and like being that person that can overcome challenges. But yeah, so going back to this idea, being like moving, moving states, that has helped me overcome um, depression. That has helped me help my depression. Um, Literally moving my body every single day, that has helped me, um, helped my depression. And then I was kind of like thinking back to other times in my life where I did feel like like life was not going the way I wanted it to go. And I felt kind of helpless. I want, I think back to when I had, when I was turning 30 and I, oh, now I'm getting confused sometimes. I'm getting older now. But yeah, 2014, um, when I was about to turn 30, I was a teacher. I did not like the, the place I was. I did not like the school I was in, the district that I was in. And I think that that was the time that running kind of became big for me. 
running, moving my body. Again, moving my body became a way for me to stop feeling helpless. I had no control over, you know, a lot of the things that were happening in my career, a lot of the day-to-day stuff at school, but running after school, forcing myself to go out again in Chicago, it's cold out, you know, and it's dark going and running the streets in Wicker Park and not, you know, not fast, like run walking, listening to Pandora with commercials and just run walking for 20 or 30 minutes, literally moving my body, literally again, that developing a daily schedule, a daily activity schedule. This is what I do. I finish work and now I'm going to go out and I am going to go move my body. That definitely helped me overcome feelings of helplessness. Um, And then again, moving jobs, um, making the decision. I don't see a future in the district that I'm in. Moving, I moved to a different district in the suburbs and realized that again, I do not see a future in this district, in this career path and changing that, making a move. And it's scary. And I, I get it. And I, and here's the other thing too, is I realized that I do have a little bit more freedom and flexibility. Um, I don't have children. I don't have people depending on me. It's literally just my husband, me and my dog. So I do understand that I have a little bit more flexibility and you might find like, but Jacqueline, like I can't just leave my job. Like I have kids, right? Totally get it. Um, Jacqueline, I can't just move states. I have a mortgage. I have a family here. I totally understand that. And I don't think you have to make, I don't think you have to make a big jump like that. I don't think you have, it has to be, it doesn't have to be a giant move like that. I think that it really does come down to like going and moving your body every day. You can claim that time back. Um, Like, hey, there are so many things outside of my control right now. I cannot control what's happening with, you know, your job or bills. Maybe you don't have control over that, but you do have control over 20 minutes of your day. Um, You do, you are able to go and do that. You are able to take that time for yourself. And sometimes, you know, it, it will have to be after work or it have to be after the kids go to bed or it's like dang it, you're setting the alarm clock and you're waking up at 4.50 a.m. to make it to the 5.15 a.m. class because that's what you have to do. That's the only time that you have time in your day is forcing yourself to wake up stupid early. Um, But what it does, again, it moves you from feeling helpless and it helps you give, it helps you have some sort of control over your day and some sort of control over your future. Um. But yeah, those are those are my big things. I I think that if you are in this period right now, especially because the weather is tough, um, you know, we're changing the clock soon. That's going to help some things. But if you are in this spot in life where you just feel like you just feel helpless, like things are not going well, you don't know how to make a change, you know, moving states is not an option right now or moving careers is not an option right now. I think you just bring it down to a smaller scale. Okay, go and move your body every freaking day. That's it. Go and move your body every day. And, you know, ideally it is for a longer, like it's for 60 minutes. That would be ideal. But you know what? Going for a 10-minute walk outside with your dog, that does create change. Or doing your physical therapy exercises for five minutes, controlling five minutes of your day, it feels like, oh, that's not going to be enough. The truth is you creating that daily schedule 
for yourself that daily activity schedule and you repeating that action over the course of two weeks, 30 days, you know, 60 days, 90 days, you taking five minutes of time for yourself. What that does is you start to see that you're not helpless. You are someone that can figure things out. You are someone that can show up for themselves. You are someone that is, you know, can create consistency and you build off of that. Maybe it does take several years of you doing these things to build up the courage um, to make a bigger life change, but it just starts with those five minutes. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of a lot, but I I just feel so happy right now. And again, me being MIA from the podcast has definitely had to do a lot with like me needing to make some changes in what was happening in my life. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it kind of went into this like I have to take care of myself. I have to figure some things out. I need to make these changes. And I mean, yeah, a year later, I'm in a literally <laughs> physically in a completely different spot than I was a year ago. And like I said, this around this time, March was one of the most difficult periods last year because winter just kept dragging from March to April and even until May. And then I think that's when, um, right when it started to let up was when I got COVID and it ruined everything with running. So last year was really tough for me. If you're in that spot, literally just start with moving your body every day. That's it. It's going to help you move from feeling helpless to feeling like you have some sort of control over your life. And if you are struggling (laughs) to do that, you're struggling to be consistent with this, um, send me a message or go to my website, systemsforselfcare.com, and I can help you there. Um, I hope you're doing well. Take care of yourself. Get outside. Move your body. Enjoy the upcoming sunshine that we're going to have in a few days. Um, And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.